You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everyone, and welcome to The Nerd Room, where we talk all things DC, the house that Batman built, Star Wars, and Marvel. (laughs) I'm your host, the goddamn Falcon, Carlos, and I'm joined by my co-hosts here, my man Troy, and my man Sonny. How are you boys doing tonight? Feeling it, man. Feeling good. Feeling good. It's my weekend right now, so I'm ready to rock, man. Oh, so it's weekend Troy today. Yes, sir. Party boy Troy. Let's go. He's in the Hawaiian shirt. He's yeah. got like a pina colada and like a pineapple with like an umbrella <laughs> straw. <laughs> you know, funny thing. I, um, it's weird. I, um, I've never done the whole slurpy and alcohol thing ever. And I've always wanted to do it yeah. after today. I, Cause it's hot. It's hot over oh, here. It's we are. very hot. Yeah. And today I was like, you know what? I'm going to a seven 11 yeah. getting like an orange slurpy and I'm dipping Ooh. in some like lemonade vodka. And first thing I did when I got home, man, yeah. I was sipping on it. So it wasn't pina coladas, but it's close enough. Close enough. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, you ever baby. put like those rums in the in the fruit juice, like booster juice, or if you're in the states, Jamba juice? Put like, oh, yeah, some yeah. rum or some vodka in there. That'd be good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll mess with that. That might take yeah. me down a dark path, man. I don't know. <laughs> That'd be okay. Yeah. Troy, Troy on the treadmill, <laughs> wobbling yeah. around. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I'm doing good. It's it is hot. It's like 30 degrees Celsius, which is insane for Calgary and Calgarians. But uh, I don't know what that is Fahrenheit to so you Americans we'll just make up a number that's 157 degrees fahrenheit Sounds yeah right. you guys get with the program and join the rest of the world in the <laughs> metric system you know it's telling when nasa uses the metric system it's like fellas well didn't they have that mixed up where like someone used the metric system and then someone used the imperial system or i don't even know what it's called and then there's like a big accident right like did you hear about that that's what it was caused by like they just didn't communicate and they were using the wrong system so Everyone just get on the same system. It's metric or bust. Well, before this podcast goes to a dark place that Tim never does air it and ends up doing a <laughs> episode 215 solo shot. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Tonight, we're going to be doing a short little show post San Diego Comic-Con. Some of the things that it might ins- have inspired as far as pickups go. Uh, some of the things that we're eyeing up for the future. We're also going to be talking about the uh, new VOD uh, structure that Universal Studios and AMC just announced a couple hours ago, as well as the Death in the Family animated film coming out from DC and Warner Brothers Animation. And we're going to wrap things up with a few of those treats that came out of Justice Con tonight. So if you fellas are ready to go, Troy, my man, yes, why don't you sir. tell us, uh, where did your weekend nerd take you before the Comic-Con festivities started up? Yeah, you know, um, before going into Comic-Con, so I've quieted down on my my Walmart drop-ins. But you know what? With everything, you know, kind of calming down at one point before our cases started going up, um, I always wanted to hit up a Toys R Us because it's been so long. I checked out one Toys R Us and wasn't very successful with anything. But I hit up another Toys R Us, and man, they're having like a huge clearance. That, that Nerd Room Golden Rule, I've told you all before about it. Um, these dual pack Marvel Legends are now dropped down to like 35 bucks. Nice. And uh, my boy in the chair, Sonny, uh, about a year ago, I think, came back from the States with a Target exclusive two pack of um, 
the Spider-Man Marvel Legends Homecoming with Zendaya's uh, MJ and That's Peter right. Parker Spider-Man in that yellow blazer. And um, I've kept that one in box, but I saw it at Toys R Us now down to 35 bucks. And I was like, Ooh. I got to get this. I got to get this and I got to take it out of the box. And I got to add um, MJ to my MCU wall. And uh, it's, it's cool, man. So I got that for 35 But then I also got the... Um, the Hella dual pack as well for 35 Hella can't come in with, um, shoot, I forgot the guy, Carl yeah. Urban's character in Ragnarok. Executioner. Executioner, yeah. So I got those two, man, again, for 35 I was like, why not? Um, I don't know what I'm going to do with Hella yet because I, really, I don't really do anything with my MCU villains, but I can't put her in box because it's a dual box. So oh, okay, I kind of gotcha. have her in a plastic bag right now. But I got the Executioner posted up for the meantime because he kind of was redeemed a little bit at the end of the movie. So he makes my list. <laughs> he was part of the team up to sense. save the Asgardians, right? Yeah, yeah man. If that makes any sense, if that makes any sense, and I have my Michael B. My Michael B. Just because that's my dude. He's the only villain that makes my MCU list. So, um, <laughs> well, he's the only on the good shows. MCU villain. No, I'm just kidding. right. Yeah, well, you know, that's, that's arguable, man. I, I I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that. Um, and then the comic books, man. I picked up the comic books. Uh, Empire. Uh, I can't remember if I got into it last week, but Empire One is dope. You know what? We were talking about it on Get Vocal. I believe a little yeah. while back, but I have, or maybe it's the last podcast. No, it was the last podcast we did. I think we touched on it and then we talked about it offline after. Yeah, because you've read it. I haven't. So I checked out issue one and I actually really dug this book. I have one nitpick that I won't really get into, but for the most part, man, I'm enjoying this book. It's cool to see the Avengers and the Fantastic Four aren't fighting each other. The heroes aren't fighting each other. The heroes are actually fighting the villains and um the art is just incredible yeah. i end up smashing it through issue two too because i picked up issue two i think it just dropped and um that's fun it's pretty cool so i'm digging this run by um was it uh ewing and slot dan yeah. slots on that book too um it's a cool one man i might actually even dive into fantastic four to see their tie-ins as well um i don't know is a lot of people out there listening checking this i don't know if they're following the book i kind of want to say my one nitpick what yeah, go ahead, man. I do it? Yeah. Okay, spoilers I'm never gonna in read it, so. three, <laughs> two, one, go. Okay, man. So spoilers here. Um, now, if you go back to Fantastic Four's run by Jonathan Hickman, this guy, he's a masterclass writer, first of all. But what he does with Franklin Richards in that book, it's awesome because he actually makes use of Franklin Richards' power set and doesn't shy away from it. Now, in this book, we have Franklin Richards, and I haven't been following the X-Men Fantastic Four run, but for whatever reason, Franklin Richards has been depowered. He can't use his powers. So he's kind of a write-off in this book, which is, really annoys me because if you were to have this character be a bigger presence in this book, a lot of things would change, but they kind of take this character out like, ah, go home, kid. We don't need you right now. This is a little too dangerous, but yet this guy is like omega omega level threat so that's my one nitpick is just the fact that they took out a powerhouse player in this massive event that's going on either than that though i really dig the book it feels like a really good avengers uh event more so than just a marvel cinematic or marvel book but i guess after issues two it's about to get a little bit bigger because we are going um to earth so the other heroes are going to get involved which i'm excited for like the x-men and spider-man so uh digging it man digging this book yeah, it'll be cool. I think with Franklin, he always poses a problem because he's so overpowered that yeah. it's just everything's kind of a snap of the fingers solution for him, right? So yeah, it, it's tough. It's tough. I guess with um, Hickman, I guess his book kind of evolved a little bit around him, so maybe that's why he could pull it off. Um, 
but yeah, he is kind of tough. He is kind of tough to write around. But I would have, I would have liked to seen them go forward. And you know what? The book's not done yet. Who knows? Maybe, yeah. maybe he will come through and uh, and do some things. Yeah, I'm interested to see where that one goes, man. Like it sounds yeah. like it's gonna tie together a whole bunch of stuff and be a universe-defining event for the Marvel Comics line. So, I think yeah. so. I think so, man. Um, I'm sorry, just to, just to close out here, uh, not to be on a down note, I think I mentioned before how much I can't stand Nick Spencer's Spider-Man. Well, something <laughs> else is taking the cake, and that is Nightwing's book. The guy's still not oh. Nightwing. He hasn't been Nightwing in like a year. Um, he's been brainwashed maybe about three times in the span of maybe eight books. So, um, yeah, I'm not digging this book right now, man. This Nightwing <laughs> book needs to speed it up. Um, if you're into the Joker Wars, I would say, you know what, pass on this book for now and just stick with the main Batman book because that, that is a great book right now. And the art by Jamez is next level. I think issue 95. I'm looking at every page, taking my time. The, the, the use of what they use with Batman's tech is just incredible. I don't think Punchline has a chance of taking Batman out, but apart from that, <laughs> um, this this book's awesome, man. This is great. Pick up Batman right now. Teenon's yeah. killing it. Joker Wars shaping up, it's doing some interesting things. Like mm-hmm. I've been reading Batman a long time, and they're going mm-hmm. places I ain't never seen before. So, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm uh, yeah. I'm digging it too. Yes, sir. That's, that's good to know because it's been a long time since I visited my local comic shop. I think it's been like a month. So because I'm working from home, it used to be like on my way home, I would just stop by and I just haven't had the time. So it's good to know that there is good stuff waiting for me. I just got to go make the trek. <laughs> and pick it up. Man. Yeah, man. By all accounts that uh, Aquaman book is on fire right now too there, Sonny. Oh, nice. Nice. Who's writing that on one? water. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Fire on the water. Well, Sonny, how about you, man? Uh, what was going on in your weekend nerd? Yeah, man. Uh, my weekend nerd, to be honest with you, has been pretty chill. Um, I have been, though, going back. I know like, I'm the guy who always complains about too much Batman stuff on here, but I've been going back and I've been trying to backfill my catalog of Batman 4K titles because they released the original four Batman films and the Nolan trilogy on 4K. And I always said, like, you know, I'll get them later. I, I have them on Blu-ray right now. And like, I haven't made the switch yet. But then I started seeing like, the, the films with like those special slip cases, the one that Troy loves, um, those were like getting <laughs> harder to find. And, you know, to me, I really think they add something to the packaging and to the product. So I've been going out trying to collect them all. Um, I've got Batman, Batman and Robin, uh, The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises with the slip cover. So nice. I'm about three left. Um, and yeah, just like looking at the videos on YouTube, like um, on 4K, man these these films look spectacular like they did a really good job i can't wait to watch the nolan trilogy again in 4k like man it, it's gonna be a treat it'll be like rewatching it for the first time those are by far my favorite batman films those are my favorite superhero films of all time so um to see those in 4k will be pretty sweet um besides that you know nothing else really nothing else really um that's about it that's about it how about you uh carlos uh, yeah, man. You know what? Uh, much like Troy, uh, a few things ended up coming to bear once uh, SDCC and the pre-order game started to fire up. But uh, heading into it, it was a pretty quiet week for me. Uh, lots of comic reading. I was, yeah, waist deep in Joker War and just sucking up every panel of every page with this thing. Like, 
The art is beautiful. There's interesting things going on with the character interactions. Batman like really feels like he's, he, they got a chance to take him out here. Like it, it feels like if, if they killed him off and I don't think that that'll happen or that that's in the cards, but it's like, they've done such a good job of pushing him to the brink. Like it feels like if he died, it would be the natural progression of the story. Like mm. the, the Joker's pushing that far. Like it's, it's been a phenomenal book. Like I, I dig it so much and yeah i feel you on that like when i dipped into the nightwing issue you could definitely feel it was a step back from the quality <laughs> of the mainline batman book yeah. um but the batgirl tie-in issue was really strong as well okay that, that was a cool book and it was a, a a really next level interaction between the joker and batgirl nice or barbara from like page one right through the entire book so it's it's just the two of them in this battle of wills and wits and so yeah i I can't remember what the issue number was but it's it's basically the first batgirl tie into joker war and i definitely recommend picking that one up it was cool hey guys is there a like a separate joker war title or is it just all like it's in batman and then there's like another tie-in so like if i just do you just have to do you can you just read the batman like the main batman title to get joker war or are there like Part one's in Batman and part two's in Nightwing and part three's in Batgirl kind no. of stuff. The the main the main Joker War story is just happening right through um, Batman. So cool, cool. you won't miss much, but at the same time, there's things happening to the other characters that will inform what's happening in the Batman book. So, yeah. And then, uh, you know, Daredevil, that's a nice. hell of a read right now. So good so good and they've done like so many interesting things with matt murdoch's character and they've really upset the traditional balance in hell's kitchen and what the dynamics are between him and the city and wilson fisk and even characters like spider-man like yeah that last issue like i ended up dm and troy like as mm-hmm. i'm reading the issue because like peter parker and matt murdoch have the most insane and intense and just like heartbreaking interaction between the two of them. And it's like those two pages in the Zdarsky Daredevil book were better than like everything I've read in the Nick Spencer Amazing Spider-Man run. (laughs) I believe it. I believe it. So Fisk would be a mayor still in this, right? Oh, yeah. and He's the mayor still. Okay, cool. And they lean into it heavy and they actually make him quasi sympathetic or at no least way. Like, they put him in a position where uh he has to kind of uh step up for new york kind of thing and uh cool. th- they do some cool things with it and it was they do a few things with uh the kingpin not being the biggest baddest player on that political field either which was an interesting wow. place to put uh wilson fisk so yeah man like that daredevil book it is fire like it goes to the top of my reading pile whenever it comes out. Oh. So there's that one. But another one that's going to make an argument for that top spot on the reading pile. I had kind of bought a few issues of it on a whim because of the covers and there's Batman guest art in the last issue. But um, reading the deceased books inspired mm. me to nice. dive into Tom Taylor's Suicide Squad. So it's just issue six... I think issue seven came out today or yesterday, but uh, what a phenomenal read. They totally upset the balance of power within 
Argus and within Task Force X and within the Suicide Squad. It's a uh, it's only seven issues in. You can easily jump on. I fell off Suicide Squad probably a year ago, so all the stuff that's happened recently, I was oblivious to. But it's a nice, clean jumping on point, and man, so many cool things, and they really play up uh, the reason why you need to have some not a list characters on the Suicide Squad, okay? Because it keeps you off balance, and you don't know what's going to be happening. And like that first first issue or the second issue. I'm reading and I was like, ah, oh, who are all these characters? I don't know any of them. I don't really care about any of them. And by the time I get to issue three and four, I'm like, I'm like getting worried that they're going to act some of these guys. Oh, okay. And like nice, the, nice. the stakes are high. And like you, you start liking some of these new no name characters better than traditional members of the suicide squad. Like they really play up the fact that the suicide squad aren't anti-heroes. They're straight up villains. Like mm. by issue three or four like you'll hate king shark um in favor of some guy that you just met and they they introduced so many cool characters and a few of the characters that showed up in the deceased at world's end okay have popped up in this book so it was neat to kind of see um some new blood in the dc universe come up to the forefront of things so how's that roster looking the roster honestly like as far as the OG guys, it's mm-hmm. Harley Quinn, Deadshot, uh, King Shark, and Captain Boomerang. They do some things with a few uh, known but not A-list DC villains in the first couple of issues that I thought were interesting. And then it's it really focuses on these new characters. But honestly, you don't even like you almost like them better than the guys that you knew from the previous books because Tom Taylor does such a great job with them. And if anything, it's worth reading issue six for the interaction between Batman and Deadshot. There's oh, like man. two pages oh. worth of stuff with Batman, Deadshot, and a dog. And it is brilliant. <laughs> Just oh. brilliant. And they do oh, some okay. cool things with the new characters, like uh, interacting with Batman as well. So, yeah, great book. Unexpected pleasure. And that's Tom yeah. Taylor as well, right? Yeah, Tom Taylor, man. Oh, it's, man. it's you that it planted up. those seeds with the Give it up to stuff. that guy. Yeah, he's awesome, yeah, he's man. Great. He's wonderful, yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping that he gets well, you know what, he's he's carved out a pretty cool space for himself and to the point that I think the next DC big event is gonna be either in his deceased universe or his injustice universe, uh, or the universe proper kind of thing. He, he's just kind of teased it for now. So Yeah, because what is that one? We saw a little a little um title, what Forever Winter yeah. is the next one. That's what the drop December, I wanna say, or January. Yeah, so yeah, who knows? Like, I who knows the kind of joke was that it was going to be final night again, um, from the oh. 90s. But I think what it's going to be will be because remember, in deceased Superman to stop himself from becoming like an all powerful zombie threw himself yeah. into the sun, right? Yeah, oh, so okay. I, I wonder if he's just like been hyper absorbing the sun's energy or all star Superman. Is it All-Star Superman that got super strong off of the sun? Or what which yeah. Superman was that? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was All-Star. And then doesn't he get like, cancer from it, right? And that's how he dies? Yeah, because then he's trying to die, right? Yeah, <laughs> spoilers yeah, yeah. if you haven't it's a, it's read this 20-year-old book. book. Yeah. <laughs> that would Watch be genius, Watch the animated though. one, too. It's good, yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. I dig that. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, we'll see where they take it. We'll see where yeah. they take it for sure. So, yeah, and then chugging right along. So that takes us all to kind of that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, where SDCC was what SDCC was. I I know that 
they said social media interactions and things of that nature were down like 95%. So Mm -hmm. uh, the event as an online only um, entity certainly didn't have the impact that a normal one would. But at the same time, I don't know that it's a fair gauge with all the heavy hitters like uh, Warner Brothers with their DC slate and Mm -hmm. Marvel Studios not bringing anything up. Like I'm pretty sure if Marvel Studios dropped some stuff from the Disney Plus shows and gave us first first couple of minutes of falcon and winter soldier those numbers would have been shooting through the roof kind of thing yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah i think sdcc was just kind of a victim not so much of the online event but that they just didn't have the content there yeah because i don't know i mean it's all over twitter um and shout out to i want to say either rick or maybe it's both is either rick from tumbling saber or uh, Kyle from Tumbling Saber, but I did see them tweet out um, that's been confirmed that Donald Glover and I believe also um, uh, Billy Dee Williams are coming back for a standalone Lando Disney Plus show. So I don't know if that was announced at SDCC or if it's just something that Disney dropped just for the sake of it. But that's some big news and that's pretty exciting. I mean, if we got like more of a title card or a little bit more information, who knows? Yeah, but I just like, don't know where that information dropped from, but I believe it's official. So that's that's cool, man. Yeah, I thought it was a rumor, but if it's official, that's cool. Okay, yeah. That's yeah. cool. But yeah, that's yeah. the type of thing that SDCC would need, right? If they could yeah. release that under their banner, like mm-hmm. those numbers would have been shooting through the roof. Yeah, it would be cool. Like I'm, I'm excited for that. Like getting Donald Glover, he's a busy dude. So that's a huge get for them. And mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's so familiar with TV anyways. I feel like that actually would be like the right decision. I, I mean, everybody, been always wanting more Lando. I mean, what better way to do it than a TV series? And that would be cool because then you give kind of free reign of having like an Alden Airwright solo pop up. You can have Kira pop up. You can have Maul pop up. But it doesn't have to take itself so seriously where it's in like the Jedi or the Force. Um, it could just be like its own kind of thing um, following the adventures or the trouble that um, that Donald Glover's Lando gets up to. Yeah, no, for sure, man. So, like, it'll we'll be... It'll be cool. And yeah, who's yeah. to say that they can't have, I don't know that Alden Ehrenreich is all that busy right now. So yeah, he, <laughs> he, he can pop in whenever he wants. And Well, he uh, might be busy doing young Indiana Jones. I mean, because he yeah. doesn't have that Harrison impersonation, right? <laughs> that's right, yeah. Young Call of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> the prequel to the fugitive, no. Yeah. <laughs> when we're both CGI just pups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Sonny. Yeah, man, man. SDCC and all those reveals or maybe lack thereof what uh what popped up for you in that uh release and teaser space man any uh pre-orders any sweet new steals that uh Uh, got announced um no actually i think the only thing that got announced and i don't even think this was connected to sdcc it may have been um was that they finally announced the complete superman animated series on blu-ray no way yeah, and then that's something that I've been harping on them to do forever because they got Batman animated series, Batman Beyond. I think like Teen Titans is on Blu-ray now. Pretty much all their animated shows from that time period have been on Blu-ray, except Superman the animated series was just on DVD. And like I was always just holding off because I'm like, okay, it'll come out on Blu-ray eventually. They're not gonna like forget about it. And so they finally announced that it is coming out on Blu-ray. Um, that's the only thing I heard. You, um, I don't know, like the release date, the special features, like the upgrade. I don't know what exactly, but that's kind of the only thing I'm 
kind of forgot that it was going on this weekend to be honest with yeah. you guys like it didn't really pop up on my twitter feed like i've been preoccupied with like other stuff and you know it just didn't interest me this year um unfortunately because actually the only reason i did know kind of know it was going on is that my phone sent me a reminder that said like hey here's some pictures of what you were doing like three years ago and it was me in san diego comic-con no and i was way. like oh that was so cool i was like i wish i could be there i was like oh wait i think it's going on right now so that's like the only way that i kind of knew it was going on but like i didn't know any reveals no fig no figures no um no steel books no um comic stuff no movie announcements so yeah man i was kind of just like blanking out so um what what did you guys follow um troy the boy let's uh let's hear what were you glued to your phone trying to see this uh san diego comic-con yeah well you know when it comes to this event i would say particularly because it's virtual it was all about the toys all about <laughs> the toys man it was it wasn't about the comics it wasn't about the movies it was all about the toys. And, um, you know, there, there was uh, like the odd little upsets, you know, ha Hasbro's been great. So, I mean, I can't, I can't give them too much of a hard time, but I was expecting more from the Rangers line. And we only got like one reveal and I, it was, it was kind of weak because it's like a re-release. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they hate us hard, obviously, with the X-Men uh, Fox Universe figures, which, you know, they look pretty cool. I think we touched on those a little bit, but man, it's all about the sideshow summers so was it the summer showcase that they had going on yeah all those reveals holy smokes my boy carlos the goddamn batman poured <laughs> up man with exclusives this guy's hitting me in the dm with the reveals of spider-man ps4 in the classic suit Ooh. he's hitting me with um obi-wan kenobi clone wars armor hot toy hits me with the anakin skywalker in the armor clone wars and that was locked He's my he's my hot toy consultant, man. It's it's Carlos, it's Darth <laughs> Goody. You're out there. Those are my guys that we you know we talk about these things, and you know, uh, finally after thinking about it, it's like yeah, you know what? Because I gotta break that rule. So when it comes to my hot toys for me, I like to just do a one and done. So I don't like to have like four different Luke's or five different Ahsokas, whatever the case is, right? And I already have an I already have a Anakin from Revenge of the Sith, and I got the Darth Vader. So I thought I was good. Never thought in a million years we're gonna get. A, um, a Clone Wars armored Anakin. But, you know, after going back and forth, man, had to do it, hollered at my uh, local uh, comic book shop, Phoenix Comics, and uh, put that pre-order down, dude. As soon as they released it online there, you know, Carlos and I were going back and forth for a bit, and it's like, yep, pulling the trigger. Want to look for the Spider-Man. Um, unfortunately, Spider-Man's not been announced yet. Well, he's been announced, but he hasn't been released for a pre-order. But mm -hmm. they did have the model, basically the figure out there on set, and he looked incredible. But... You know, I mentioned a few things here, but man, not even just like the hot toy figures, the sideshow statues. There was this Wonder Woman uh, figure out there or statue just looks incredible. Uh, one of the biggest displays is the X-Men three Sentinel wave. I can't even say wave. It's three Sentinel statues <laughs> that are, I don't know, Carlos, help me out here. How, how big would you say these Sentinels are? They're, they're massive. Well, they're one-tenth scale, but a one-tenth scale Sentinel is going to be like two or three feet yeah that's high nice. right so <laughs> yeah yeah that's crazy statues yeah iron studios like 
it is beautiful and such an incredible display piece but yeah like it, we were saying it's a it's a lottery lottery win by it's a lottery <laughs> yeah. win by man and like you know just to run off some of the, the the statues that you get so you can get these statues individual but if you get them all together you have this incredible dynamic piece of the x-men and some of their villains taking on the sentinels you have magneto iceman gene storm Cyclops, all the greats um, taking on the Sentinels, and they're some of them are destroyed, some of them are okay shape, but man, it was it was unreal just looking at that stuff. But all these things they had, they had the Whiplash has been re-released as well from the um, Iron Man Two film. Oh, that's and, cool. Yeah, the details on this guy, man, from his belts to his whips were unreal. Um, the Iron Does Man he come arm- with a bird. <laughs> <laughs> No, man, that's why he went rogue. Where's my Boyd? Where's his bird? (laughs) That would be cool. But, you know, it's it's just the detail. And they they mentioned it. The first release of that Whiplash came out like 10 years ago. So it's crazy that their technology has gotten that much better since then. And and even when you look back at that uh, 10-year-old Whiplash, he still looks fantastic. But Mm -hmm. this technology they're showing off. So it's like the Spider-Man, all new, all different from the PS4 game. And there's an Iron Man armor and there's a War Machine armor. They have this cool new like technology. It's this lighting technology where you like wave a flashlight over them. You can see these cool kind of like lighting effects go across the armors. Iron Man's eyes light up. Same with War Machines. Spider-Man, you can see almost like this, this radiant shield going over his, uh, his, his body. And it's, it's incredible. It's, it's mind-blowing what they're doing over there at sideshows. So um yeah, man, that, that's, that's basically my, my big grab that I had to go after is that Anakin. I didn't go for the duel. There was a deluxe set that came with like his, I can't remember what it's called, his SAT. Or the or Stap Droid. Yeah, yeah, Anything? which yeah. looks cool. But I got to say, how do I not even talk about this? Um, Anakin comes with three holograms and he, one of them's Yoda that sits in the palm of his hand. One of them's Obi-Wan Kenobi and the other one is Ahsoka. Which is oh. just blows my mind because that just means we're that much closer to getting that hot toy Ahsoka. I can feel it. Mandalorian, it's coming up, season two. Yeah, I'm baby. Feeling we're gonna get that realistic looking Ahsoka, man. So you can put them in like opposite cases and have them talking to each other with the holograms. Oh, <laughs> oh dope! <laughs> oh man, man, that's awesome. Well, yeah, you know my. Uh... Uh, I'm going to cut to the chase. I had a few sweet or sweet acquisitions. Like my youngest daughter fell in love with Mondo's Spider-Verse poster. And she's like, can we get that one? I'm like, I'm not really into the poster game, like as heavy as it was before. And this one's super limited and there's a ton of people excited about it. I don't know, but she had to go in and she was getting her teeth pulled out. And she was Mm. just like, I was at homework and my wife took her and just like the look of death on her face. I was like, Oh, (laughs) I'm going to try and score this thing. And uh, yeah, lo and behold, I ended up being able to score Mondo's Into the Spider-Verse poster. It is cool. So that'll be sweet in her room. And yeah, it ended up being a bit of a lucrative score. And uh, Phantom City Creative, they're uh, an artist duo out of Toronto, but they ended up doing a volume two of their Batman, the animated series vinyl record set. And uh, yeah, I was lucky enough to have the first uh, volume of it, which is pretty coveted. And um, with this one, I'd actually pass on a lot of the art and a lot of the posters from uh, that they ended up using for artwork for the vinyl. And uh, yeah, I decided to pull the trigger. So it was a neat way to kind of keep that vinyl set going, but also have that artwork in house and kind of keep that line going. 
But the big thing that happened with SDCC for me this weekend was in part thanks to Troy. Because it's like Friday night and like the DMs kind of stop around that 9.30, 10 o'clock spot. So I'm sitting with the wife and we're watching Ozark and it's like Uh-oh. kind of 11-ish. And I get this DM from Troy saying like, yo, did you guys pull the trigger on that Hot Toys Golden Armor Wonder Woman yet? And I was like, what? I was like, it's kind of a weird like out of the blue question Very and like specific. weird time for it <laughs> and i was like yeah i know like she she was still kind of making her up her mind between uh that hot toy and iron studios version of the golden armor uh wonder woman because they did it in statue form and it's it's very impressive so anyways like flash forward to saturday morning and troy's dm is still kind of like on the forefront of her mind and we're watching like, like this... that's the thing that's on the forefront of your mind and like the morning yeah just saturday <laughs> like, oh, morning the, Tro- yeah. the troy dm you know <laughs> he's got that power man he does like uh, troy <laughs> troy dms a lady like late at night it... <laughs> that Next that sends you know, a message you wake up and it's still there yeah yeah i know <laughs> yeah so we're kind of poking around like the sideshow booth stuff on youtube and whatnot and uh watching a few videos on the golden armor wonder woman and and everything else kids wake up and my youngest and I, she's excited about her poster. So we're watching spider verse and the wife comes down, comes in hot. It's like, it's like the Royal rumble where like the, <laughs> the, the next wrestler is coming into the ring, comes in hot, like grabs my phone, logs in the sideshow account buys. Not only pulls the trigger. She's like, yeah, no, I decided looked at that hot toys, considered oh, it, but nice. she decided to go with the iron studios piece. Cause she just liked the way that it, it presents so well with her kind of coming oh. in the air and the wings wrapping yeah. around and stuff. Yes. So mm-hmm. pulls the trigger on that. And then on that wonder woman that Troy's talking about that was at the sideshow <laughs> booth. No way. I was like, how do you do this? this, (laughs) I was like, I know you use my thumbprint, but I really hope that you used your own credit card on these (laughs) pre-orders. So that's the power that Troy has. Like they need to just (laughs) next year for SDCC, if it's in person or just online, they need to get that guy vlogging vlogging the toys. They can pay him in Anakin Skywalker hot toys. He'll have the trench coat and he'll open it up and on the side will all be like hot toys and like figures. And he's like, which one do you want? (laughs) He just like jumps out of nowhere and like opens his trench coat and then there's just figures on both sides. oh man that's that's incredible that's a great story no man i'm telling you you guys out there go and youtube or google the look of these wonder womans because they're incredible i can't believe how well they look that's awesome what a great purchase man yeah the product for this movie and like just the wonder woman stuff in general right now it's just been killer so yeah hopefully we can see that movie soon yeah Um, yeah no kidding speaking of movies it looks like some Things are happening. So Tenant now has a firm release date. I got to say, like, I was as sick of hearing about Tenant changing release dates as I was hearing Sonny Superman rants on this show. <laughs> like, I had no time for either. But I was pretty excited to see that uh, Tenant has a firm release date coming up in just a few weeks. And Canada is one of the international countries that, uh, you know, 
we took care of business with COVID. So we're blessed with being able to watch tenant and uh, yeah, it'll be cool, man. Like I'm, uh, I'm ready for it. Like Troy, you, it. yeah, you sold me with your landmark experience. It sounds like yes, they sir. put in the work to keep people safe. So yeah, we'll mask up. Got that sweet yep. Batman 89 mask and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do it, man. We'll go let's see uh, John David Washington and Battinson. Yeah, yeah, man. Spending time and all sorts of stuff. So yeah, well, man. Well, Seen a Nolan film on the big screen, man. It's the way to do it. Got to do it. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I hope. I hope the theaters are open during the day, because like that's the one thing is like I'll take time off work and go during the day where it's probably not going to be busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And then it'll. But I know, like, I understand, like, with cleaning and like with the staff, they have to like start later. Um. But I, I don't know. Like, that's my like. I hope that's my like wish for it. Is that like. I'll, I can take a day off and then because I feel like if we go like at like six or seven this film will be like packed right and like packed in like a relative sense yeah. but it'll be like 50% full but yeah. 100% full right so like but if they go like during like a Monday at like 9am I'll take that day off work and just go check it out like absolutely and then there'll probably be like three other people there <laughs> you know <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, we'll roll cohort style, yep. and we'll see what happens with the with the seating arrangements and stuff. But yeah, I like I said in the in the DM, like I honestly think it's safer to go see a movie at Landmark Cinemas with all the steps they've taken than it is for me to go buy my groceries with the gong show of Karens and whatnot. Yeah, not, a, not abiding by some some mask etiquette. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll take yeah, my chances there. there for sure. For sure. And with that, uh, today we just got some news out of AMC and Universal Studios that they've come to a deal where they're dramatically shortening the release window for films. So before it used to be 90 days before any kind of VOD or home video release could be done by a studio, but uh, Universal Studios ended up leveraging their position with AMC a bit and they've shortened it all the way to 17 days. So three weekends, I think is kind of how the math works out for that. And uh, yeah. And then they can release stuff on premium VOD or regular VOD and, or however they want really Sonny, What do you think of this, man? (laughs) If you think my Superman rants were long, Get ready. <laughs> Grab your popcorn. <laughs> um, you know, you know that uh, what's what's like a funeral song that they always play at funerals. Like that should be playing in the background because this is the death knell of theaters. There is no way around it. Like the, I've seen this before, and the only difference this time is that Blockbuster took a share in with Netflix. Like this is exactly the same situation with Blockbuster and Netflix. And, you know, I saw that the theaters get a little bit of cutback from the um, VOD movies. That's, and that's why AMC did this, but it's only a matter of time before theaters are gone. Um, And, and we'll be like, Oh, there's like one theater in the city, in the city. Maybe, maybe not, maybe being like a little bit too dramatic. Cause like, I'm sure like there's still some theaters that will kick around, but like the big megaplexes days, those are gone. Those are gone. Like this is this is like insane. Like 17 days. Like that is just such a short window for them to be like, okay, like let's throw it on VOD. And like people were saying, well, th- movies, you know, the first three weekends they make their most money anyways. And yeah, that may be true now, but fast forward when this thing takes effect, families and people are gonna be like, you know what? I could see this film 
you know, second weekend, but it's going to come out VOD in two weeks. I'm not going to drag my ass to the theaters. I'm going to stay at home and, you know, we'll watch it on VOD. And, you know, instead of a movie making like maybe $50 million second weekend, it'll probably now make like $30 million opening weekend or $25 million opening weekend. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, it, it's not, uh, it's not long. You know, I feel like this is what, this is what's going to happen is, um, you know, people are like saying like, Oh, why am I going to go pay to see it in the theaters if it's going to come out on VOD? Right. Yeah. Um, and then they're going to buy it on VOD. It's not going to be long until those same people are saying, why am I going to spend $20 on VOD when this is going to be coming out on Netflix in a month? Why am I going to spend 20 bucks on VOD when this is going to be coming out on Disney plus and I'm paying eight bucks a month or 10 bucks a month for that subscription. So then the VODs is going to go down as well. Like this is just, this is just nonsensical to me. This is like a snake eating its own tail. Like I just don't get why AMC's agreed to this. I don't get, and this is going to kill the independent cinema chains. Like the people that used to show the, like the Hollywood blockbusters, you know, later on, this, mm-hmm. And even like smaller theaters, this is going to kill them. Like this is, this is going to drastically alter the way we see films because now you basically get three weeks, three weeks to see the film, and then it, people will just check it out at home. And I don't know, maybe I'm being like, and, and you know, I think this is, I think this is a bad thing. And I, you know, if I had, if I ruled the world, you know, I, I wouldn't do this, but uh, I don't, and um, I can't stand in the way of. I, I don't know if this is progress or regress, but uh, yeah, man, this is this is huge news. This is huge news. Like this news can't be like understated. This is gonna drastically alter the way we consume films. And like, if you're like a a director or like a studio, why are you gonna spend like the big money to like make this film look real nice and make it look real pretty, get the best cameras, the best lighting, the best special effects? Why are you gonna spend all that money? You know, because you want to make it look nice on like a 10 foot screen or an IMAX screen, right? People are just going to be consuming it on their like 65 inch screens, 50 inch screens, 40 inch screens, right? So the drive to like make everything the best and like the $250 million like blockbuster days, I, you know, I'm thinking those days are gone because I don't, I don't see how a film could recoup its budget only being in theaters for three weeks. I don't know. Like that's a lot to digest and a lot. I just, I just like, I just like gave you a dog's breakfast of thoughts and like the random scramblings of my mind. But th- those are kind of <laughs> the things that I was thinking about when I was reading this article. It's just, this is, this is not good news. This is not good news at all. At least in my opinion. I mean, are, are there some benefits? I don't know. Sure. But uh, to me, the negatives far away the benefits in the situation for me. So um yeah yeah have at it you guys <laughs> let's hear your troy, thoughts <laughs> troy we just dropped this one on you and then sunday yeah. gave you the the play-by-play as to <laughs> you know what uh what his thoughts on the matter are what uh what do you feel about this man this 17 day oh. window yeah i'm devastated I'm, I'm right there with sunny man this is just like the world announced they just executed order 66 on me here, man. This is, <laughs> this is brutal. You know, that we're basically taking the, is what it was basically what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. This, this sucks, man. I, for me, it's all about the movie going experience a hundred percent. And, um, 
I would never ever change viewing a movie that way. Seeing the Avengers, mm-hmm. seeing a Nolan film, like I just mentioned, seeing anything, man, the goofy movie on theaters on the big screen, like that's 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 what made me love the film so much, and um, well, part of the reason at least. So for that to be taken away, it's it's gonna it sucks. I guess AMC's in a tough bind right now because they're pretty much on the way out anyways because yeah, they invested so much in their AMC pass and all these other things. Obviously, not knowing that a pandemic was about to hit. So it's just unfortunate times for them. So I think they're on the way out regardless. But all these other big movie franchise or movie uh, cinematic uh, chains, they're probably next in line. I mean, AMC was the big dog, right? So yeah, man, I don't know if we're going to get a world where like Disney has their own theater chains and they play the movies exclusively for amount of time. And then it comes I think that's illegal. US. I think the U.S. there's like a law where I think really? that's how it used to be. But yeah, I was reading about this like a long time ago, yeah, but that's that, how it used to be. That's how but it was now till I think like the, the 50s or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about um Disneyland? Because Disneyland has its own little theater there, don't they? But I think that's I like exempt have... because like it's just like a one-off kind of thing. Okay. Like I think like if they were to do it like like they have that what's that theater in LA the Regal Theater I think. Yeah, or... yeah, Regal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, where they only show Disney stuff. So there is okay. that. Uh, there's Shoot. that one. Maybe it's well, called damn. Majestic. I don't know, but yeah, there is yeah. the one that only shows Disney stuff. But yeah, no, you're right. But yeah, yeah well, the one in downtown Disney shows everybody's movies though. It's everybody's. It's not just Disney's. Yeah, because I I okay. saw uh, I think I want to say District Nine or something like that there. Oh, that's a okay. Disney film. That's a Disney film. Yeah. <laughs> the alien, the prawn was a princess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's unfortunate, man. I mean, like, it, it's it's crazy. It's a weird comparison, but it's 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 like the arcades. I used to love going to the arcade, yeah. put in my money, and play some Street Fighter, some Marvel vs. Capcom, some Soul Calibur. But then eventually, the consoles got so powerful that's like, what? Why would you need to go to an arcade when your Dreamcast can handle the game better, right? And I guess we're kind of getting to that point. Obviously, it's different because we're talking about, you know, massive screens to a 65, 80-inch if you want to go nuts. But it's that experience of going to the film with a bunch of your buddies and then having a beer or whatever afterwards and discussing the film. That whole thing is going to change. It's And like, you know, Tim always mentions, right? It's that place that you go where, like, your phones stay down. You know, you, yeah. don't, you don't bring those things out. You know, bringing it to the home, the whole experience is going to change um the anticipation even and then you mentioned budgets too i mean i know looking at the mandalorian it's great what they've done you know basically doing everything in the warehouse which is fantastic and it's crazy and you know we're gonna get um uh falcon and the winter soldier and i'm sure the production on there is gonna be great and even when you look at game of thrones it's cool but i mean the tv budget still still doesn't hit the mark of an avengers film or a nolan film um or a james cameron film so much right i mean you look at even scorsese who's in my opinion one of the best directors of all time the irishman you could still see some things in that that was you know as a production yeah it went to the big screen but it's mainly for netflix and yeah you can it was. still look at um you know a couple of those guys who robert de niro they de-aged him sure but you can still look at him walking a certain way and it looked a little <laughs> wonky when he's you, he's kicking some ass and I'm like ah not really believable and that's a tv budget with a master class director doing that so let alone what that's going to do the ripple effect to other films coming out exclusively on your your tv it's scary times, man. It sucks. And I, I'm telling you, yeah, it's uh, the, emperor, the emperor one, man. That's, that's order. Yeah. That's order 66. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like when you go to a movie in the theater, you go out of the house, like you get a babysitter, maybe you and your wife, you go to dinner before. If, if the same film you're consuming it at home, you're not going to get a babysitter to like watch the kids while you're watching it. Right. Like if one of them like wakes up during the middle of the night, 
okay, I got to pause the film. If one of them, you know, or I got to go to the washroom, you got to pause the film. It's just, you, you won't consume it the same yeah. way. And like, I'm yeah. the same way at home. I try my best, but like stuff comes up where it's just like, oh, I, you know, I got to rinse the washroom. I pause it. Or like, yeah. oh, my, my kid's crying. So, okay, I got to pause it and wait till, you know, see what, what's up and then come back. So it's, you consume it differently. Yeah. You'll, you'll, we'll all consume it differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure, man. And that's, that's probably the biggest uh, argument that I have like for the cinematic experience. And, and like you, you guys have said, and like Tim said, it's the one place where you go when you unplug and you can have this communal experience with people. Uh, and I think you guys are absolutely on the money where this is just the first step in that death march for, for cinemas and for the movie going experience, because like, yeah, that math is going to be playing in the minds of like those young families or people that have to hire a babysitter where it's like, yeah, we could go see movie X today and it'll cost us 150 bucks by the time we pay for a babysitter and our snacks and our tickets or we can wait just two weeks and we can see the movie at home for 30 bucks or 40 bucks. And we don't have to worry about all that kind of stuff. And if one of us has to go to the bathroom, we can pause it and do whatever, but um, it it is going to kill that experience. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I would, I would, I like a movie like Logan more um, focused in and just absorbing it in my own home or, as I saw it in IMAX with like the loser checking the score of the flames game next to me. Right. <laughs> and pulling out his phone. Like, to be honest, like it's the other patrons that have really eroded the theater experience for me. Right. Um, and, and particularly in the, like the post smartphone type of era, because there's mm-hmm. always somebody that, that pulls out their phone or is texting or mm-hmm. um, you'll get a group where they're talking back and forth and stuff. And like, for me, I, I can I can unplug and I can focus at home if it's something right. I really want to see. But at the same time, then you lose stuff like going to Endgame and having everybody ooh and awe and getting super excited yes. and mm-hmm. like the shock and awe. And it, yeah, like it, it's, yeah, it's the death knell. I think it was a bit of a selfish move by AMC. Like Troy, you alluded to, they were in some financial trouble and with getting the back ends on Universal's VOD. Uh, and getting some money in the bank kind of today. I think that opens the door for them. Like you're going to see now that Warner Brothers pushed Tenant, I think you're going to see some of those universal movies start to come out. Um, And I wouldn't be surprised if we hear that Bond is getting either moved up or that they're going to firm up their date with that three-week window and then VOD after, uh, Mm -hmm. something of that nature. Um, But yeah, it's like I'm, I'm really torn. Like I... I do think that studios like Disney are going to take a massive hit because when you're playing to families and a family mm-hmm. can either have like a $200 night out yeah. or like a $60 night in with pizza. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of people that you're going to swing that math that way. Right. So yeah, I'll be, I'll be curious, man. Yeah. I'll be yeah, curious. It's a, it's a shame. All, all I can say is I can, I can personally vouch like the, the movie going experience, it, it makes a difference. Like, mm-hmm. like I mentioned before, I, I, I've experienced Empire Strikes Back. God knows how many times at home. That's the only way I could consume it. Yeah. Seeing that thing on the big screen changed everything. It, it just changed everything for me. So mm-hmm. to not have that experience, 
man, it's it's, it's going to kill. Obviously, there's nothing you can do, you know, with the classics, unless, you know, you're fortunate to get some classics playing in your theater now. But I couldn't imagine experiencing Endgame the first time. Sorry, Grabs, on your TV screen. <laughs> um, yeah. Same with Infinity War and, and, and mm-hmm. all these, you know, Wonder Woman, like that scene, No Man's Land, experience that yeah. on my TV for the first time. Okay, but on the big screen? Oh, I hear you, man. I hear you. Yeah. you know? Have yeah, mercy. And, and, and like theaters have invested on making the experience better. We got like reclining chairs now. We got yeah. the, their popcorn is like incredible. Like I make popcorn at home. It, it's mm-hmm. fine. It's good. But like yeah. the theater popcorn is hundred times yeah. better. Like it's Way so better. good. And the sound. I mean, the sound system. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Next level. And like, yeah, man. And I hear you, uh, Carlos, about sometimes you get like a bad theater experience, but like sometimes you get like, incredible theater experiences like i remember i saw paranormal activity and like people like this like huge like biker guy beside me was like cowering in his seat he was like terrified and then like i saw the film like at home and like it just didn't have like the same effect you know i was like yeah it was fine it was kind of scary it wasn't great but like after i came out of the theater i was like that film was incredible people were like you know like oh and like laughing after when they're like oh yeah like they got us or like you know it was just such like an engaging immersive experience and like at home you know I love watching movies at home I watch a movie at home you know maybe like twice a week so I'm not like bashing that that's great but like a lot of these films I've already consumed in the theater you know or like they're like older where like this is the only way I can consume them um but like you know you mentioned like endgame or like even like aquaman when we went to see it like last year it was like yeah. so what are we gonna do now is it gonna be like okay so we're, um batman robert pattinson batman's gonna come out um you know like are you guys just gonna come over to my house because we missed it the first two weeks and we're just gonna check it out together like at my house they're like is that the way it's gonna be now instead of like all of us going out to i the think theaters? people like, will I know, do that man i yeah. think paper, would, yeah. like a pay-per-view experience in a sense right It'd be yeah, like a Tyson yeah. fight in the nineties, yeah. like everyone yeah. <laughs> pitching yeah. and like we, maybe, maybe Warner brothers or maybe like a studio will take a stand. I doubt it, but maybe like WB will be like, no, you know what? No, man, we're, we'll keep the window at 90 days or maybe we'll do a 60 days. You know, maybe they'll say like theaters are important because they're driven by people like Christopher Nolan. Like I imagine Christopher Nolan reading this news was probably like bloody hell. This is terrible. Yeah. Like he seems exactly a real, so. like, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he seems like a real like uh, film historian or like a real like lover of cinema. Yeah. Um, and so for, for him, I'm sure he's just like, this is this is not good. And like, I'm sure he's going talking to WB saying like, you better not put Tenant video on demand after three weeks. Like you better let it play in theaters for however long it would have played in. So. Yeah. yeah, no, it'll, uh, it'll definitely come down to those other two big studios, right? But- Unfortunately, it'll be the dollars and cents of the matter that will drive the decision, right? So they'll probably look at it. And if Disney can make five bucks more with a VOD 17-day window strategy versus extending the theatrical window, um, you got to know they'll go that way. Like, Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just the way that the companies operate, unfortunately. So yeah, we'll have to wait and see how it all plays out. How it all plays out. I think this is really going to kill the home, not that it's not already dead, but the home video release market. You know, you have the movie in theaters and then three weeks later you get it on demand and who knows how long, right? Because you still got to manufacture the discs for 4K or Blu-ray and then send them out and then package them. Hmm. So like you could you could look at a scenario in the future where it's like, okay, video movie comes out three weeks in theaters, video on demand, and then five months after that or like three months after that, 
you get the home video release. I mean, who's going to go out and buy it if the film's already been out for three months on video on demand? Yeah. I'll buy it, but like I'll be yeah. the only one. You know what I mean? I, th- I think home video and theatrical experiences are both going to become more of a collector slash enthusiast boutique experience, right? Like I think a lot of these theaters will have to go. I know they're more prevalent in the U.S. with um, what's the theater chain that they do with the Alamo Draft Houses with like the kind of oh, right. uh, craft beer and uh, food setup and whatnot. And I know we have one in town here, like the Seton Theater, I think. That new one down there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, they yeah. do an adult night out type of experience, but it's expensive. Like my sister went and she said it's incredible. Uh, one of her clients gave her tickets to go do this and um, we looked into joining them and it was north of a hundred bucks for what? like your yeah it's dinner and a movie and i can't can't remember if you like order and they bring i think there's like a pub style uh lobby you have drinks and do whatever and you order your food and then they bring it to you and you have like kind of the old school uh desk type thing where mm. you have a little eating area and whatnot uh, attached to your to your seat i think is how she described it we didn't end up doing it because of the cost but i think that that that'll be what the theatrical experience morphs into and yeah amc jumping into bed with these guys it reminds me when blockbuster was started to put the vending machines on uh yeah. 7-elevens right right yeah, yeah. Troy, or like they had their uh their uh <laughs> they tried to do their own like uh on demand but it just didn't catch on um no, no. Yeah, or like they got the rid game. of late fees right like that was a big thing too yeah. it was a desperate move because they're like okay no more late fees because people hated yeah. that and then they're just like, well, where are you going to get your revenue from now? Because, yeah. you know, it's just like, it just went down the tube. So yeah, I think Troy hit it's, the nail on the head, man, with that arcade analogy. Yeah, yeah that was, was a great one. Yeah. That's exactly it. Like, it'll still exist in some form. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it'll be, uh, people will just have a different way of consuming that content. I think that this is the first massive stride towards that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, expedited by by the pandemic. So, yeah. And speaking like kid, of movies, I'm sorry, I was gonna say, kids born in 2020, 2021, will will not believe that like back in the day we used to all cram into a theater to watch a movie together. Like to them, by the time like they're old enough to go see movies and stuff, they won't even know anything about a theater. They'll be like, "What are you talking about? That's yeah. crazy." It'll be like drive-ins for our generation, right? Like they were yeah. kind of a, a yeah. dead. You thing drove a car it. and then you listen on the radio. Yeah, <laughs> still, still opportunities to do it, but yet it's not the, the main way that people are are going about that. No. So, but as far as movies go, on a more positive note, I think, yeah, <laughs> uh, DC and Warner Brothers Animation announced a Death in the Family animated movie today, and it really builds upon the extremely popular Under a Red Hood animated film. Uh, widely regarded as the best DC animated movie out there. Some people regard it as the best Batman movie out there. Uh, it's excellent, but basically it chronicles, opens with the death of the second Robin, Jason Todd, and then takes you through a journey uh, with that character coming back into the life of uh, the Bat family. And uh, like I said, it's super popular, and they announced that they're doing Death in the Family. I just assumed that Death in the Family was going to be kind of the prequel to that movie. So the lead up story as to where Jason was at and him going on his mission to find his mom 
and then what ends up happening in Addis Ababa. How's that for deep cuts, bat fans? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is this was revealed today with a full trailer via IGN. I think dropped the news, but it's that and so much more. DC has gone out and done a branching story on this Blu-ray disc where it becomes essentially a choose-your-own-adventure. So you can choose at the beginning what ends up happening when Jason leaves on his mission. You end up choosing if Jason lives, dies, or escapes. You end up choosing the decisions that he makes after that as to whether he'll be a hero or an anti-hero or a villain, and it plays out a couple different ways. So uh, the trailer was fascinating. Everything looked to be on point. They made the very astute move of bringing back all the voice talent and the animators from the Under Red Hood, which came out 10 years ago now. Um, Troy, my man, I know you're pretty excited about this when uh, I told you to scroll up in the DM (laughs) to find that video. Yeah. What did you think, man? Yeah. Okay. Well, let me tell you, man, Um, when it comes to Under the Red Hood, uh, the book was great. It was awesome. The animated movie, No Word of Lie, is it's the best animated thing out there. It, it, it beats Batman's um, animated series, what Mask of um, the Phantasm. Oh, Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, yeah, it beats that one. For me, this is the best end all be all. So when they announced, you know, thanks to you guys, let me know that they're doing like <laughs> Death in the Family. I was like, are you kidding me? This makes so much sense. So you know, you guys told me to scroll up, check out the trailer. And man, let me tell you, I'm in. I'm all <laughs> in. I saw the trailer. I was like, dope. We got the same animation. We got the same voice actors, the same team, basically. And we're doing the, I'm a sucker for prequels, even though I know the story already, <laughs> but I'm a sucker for prequels. So we're going back, explaining the story of how Jason got here. Um, I think this is awesome. So I was already sold. But then it does the whole pick your own adventure. You kidding me, man? How cool is that? Because that's a play on the original, right? He's like, you, mm-hmm. right. all the kids out there, and you know, you guys know, and Rick out there listening. I know you participated in the vote. Um, you could actually choose whether to kill off the Robin number two Robin or not. The fact that you can actually do that in this movie, this is cool. Like, like for me, man, this is honestly really dope. I um, I don't really go on much about it. Like, Nightwing is my guy. That's my Robin. That's my favorite DC character. But the reason why I like Nightwing so much which is weird is because I relate to Jason Todd so much. So Jason Todd to me is like that middle child, which I essentially am, but my big brother is the one I've always looked up to, which is to me is like that Nightwing. So I love Nightwing, the character, but it's because I relate to Jason so much. So when I see this character being treated so well, I'm all in for it. And I loved, I loved under the red hood and I cannot wait to go back into this universe and explore this in so many different ways. So many different ways. Like I know. Have it whatever way you want, man. However you want yeah. it, man. This is genius <laughs> to me. I think this is some of the best news I've heard. When you guys hit me with this, this was such a cool surprise, and I love it. So I cannot wait. Cannot wait to get my hands on this thing, man. Don't. Very cool. And I don't even yeah, have to man. ask because I know for sure that Rick voted to kill Jason. So he, <laughs> yeah. he, did, he dialed that second number, option two. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I don't even have to ask the question. The Batman yeah. knows. <laughs> Sonny, what did you think of this one, yeah, man? That, man? I'm assuming you've seen Under the Red Hood? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I okay. picked it up uh, when Roger's video was going under. They had a sale. And like, I was kind of like yeah, on the fringe of like getting really big into DC and like comic book movies at the time. So like, yeah, why not? And I loved it, man. I threw it on. I absolutely loved it. And 
you know, I think I like Fant Mask of Phantasm more and like maybe Dark Knight Returns, like the two-parter, but like that's like right up there. Like, you know, off the top of my head, those are like the top three like Batman animated films. And um, to see this getting a prequel and like dive back into this world, like, yeah, absolutely I'm there. Um, you know, DC animation has been hit or miss the last little bit, but I think mm -hmm. this is super cool, super unique, super like in um, super um, innovative. And so I'm here for it. And yeah, if you don't like, if you don't like the film, it's your own fault because you chose the wrong thing. So go back and watch it <laughs> yeah. with the other things. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Uh, you know, I, I don't think I could say anything better than what Troy said, but this is a phenomenal little product. Like everybody knows that story and what a brilliant way of building on um, kind of the most controversial aspect of that story, which was the vote. And there's rumors that the vote was tampered mm -hmm. with and that there was a law firm that just did the speed dial Auto votes. dialer, Troy. And, <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. And it ended up coming down to like a, a very nominal amount of votes for Jason dying. And, uh, you know, the, the one thing I will say about this movie is what a beautiful tribute to the recently deceased Denny O'Neill because he talks mm. about his experience with this story and he was one of the writers on it and he was the editor of the bat books at the time. But he said, you know, he thought that he was just telling silly comic book tales that he loved. But when this thing hit and it was in all the major media and time magazine is calling him and 60 minutes and all these outlets want to know, like, what the heck are you guys doing? And we can't believe that you <laughs> killed Robin and um, that it was a big deal. Like he, he has a quote about that being the death in the family being the moment where he realized that he wasn't just some comic book writer, that he was the custodian and the guardian of modern oh. mythology. And it's the most beautiful wow. quote. And I think what a brilliant way of honoring that, because I don't think that mm -hmm. kind of reading between the lines and watching those interviews, I don't think that he was a huge fan of the fact that he had to shepherd the death of Jason Todd in. Like, I don't know that that was what he wanted to do with the character, but uh, you know, he, yeah. he had his marching orders and he, and he uh, carried them out and they did some admirable things and gave us some really special stories in the wake of that. So yeah, I'm, I'm jazzed for it. And I think it's, it's brilliant. And if you don't like the movie, just go back and make different choices and uh, keep, yeah. keep playing until <laughs> keep spinning until you win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know what? And we'll close this out with uh, our final DC topic because SDCC wasn't the only thing that was happening. And when we were talking about films and alternate cuts, one of the other things happening this weekend was Justice Con, uh, which really was just a fan celebration and, um, gathering digital gathering in relation to the Snyder cut movement and uh, the forthcoming Snyder cut. Now, Sonny, I know that you spent mm -hmm. some time in front of the screen there watching a few things. Uh, everybody yeah, by man. now has seen that brilliant reveal, but uh, yeah, why don't you take us through what you saw and how it played out my man? Yeah. So um, I ended up just having it on, on the background. Uh, my wife was out of town camping with my eldest daughter. So it was me and the youngest and, it was just kind of on in the background as I was playing with my youngest daughter in the basement. And um, yeah, so it was, um, I can't remember the names, but there's three hosts, um, three ladies that did it and they did a terrific job. And um, so they were kind of the moderators of um, the interviews. And I caught a bit of the end of the Ray Fisher stuff. And he was just talking about um, his time on Cyborg. And, um, you know, he was dropping some like coy hints about, 
he does he's not quite sure what the future holds for cyborg in relation to the flash movie so I, I took that as for sure cyborg showing up in flash <laughs> <laughs> well you, the but, cw uh, even played with that piece of it right yeah i mean it's it's so perfect right like uh cyborg and flash they had a good dynamic from what i saw in the theatrical cut um and then um zach snyder came on after um you guys may have heard of him he's a director he does he does films that people kind of forget about on the internet and he just kind of flies under the radar um but uh, he came on and he he t- dropped some cool stuff it was really cool because like he was talking about um some of the technical aspects of shooting justice league and i was really into that he was talking about like the framing and how he wanted the whole movie to be in like the IMAX aspect ratio. Um, so it'd like fill up your whole screen. And like, I thought that was really cool. And he talked about how there's, he wants to make like a noir cut kind of like Logan um, where you can watch the film in black and white. And he mm. wants to do that with justice league. Um, and then he, and then he uh, showed this clip and it was very, very short clip, but the big reveal was Superman in the, in the black suit and with the great Cape and, I thought that was super cool. Like I thought the suit looked super cool. Um, the cape, the gray cape looked super cool. And man, I don't know, man, like that was, that was about like the old, that was the only clip that he showed, but I'm super jazzed. And it's just like building the hype more um, for this film, for this um, event. He, he said like they asked, someone asked, is this going to be a film or a series? And he's like, well, I can't say anything, but series is the better way to go. So you know, read between the lines is probably going to be like a miniseries, much like um, the e- Emmy nominated Watchmen miniseries. Shout out yeah. to that. Cause I finished that and that was great. Um, so yeah, man, I'm super excited to see, see this film, um, see his cut of justice league and um, the black suit was super cool. And I can't wait to see uh, some figures come out of that. I, I don't know if they'll be releasing figures maybe down the road of this film but definitely the black suit superman i'll have to pick that up because it just looks super cool and you know it's kind of a difference from the comics because in the comics he doesn't have the cape right and he has no. the mullet so um a little bit different with the with the, the cape, cape emulates bit... the mullet it's a homage to those flowing <laughs> <Yeah>. locks <laughs> um i actually really like the burden he, there's some like fan art no fan okay art, so some... troy i'm gonna throw it to you now before sunny gets into that horrible <laughs> no, man, janky the, the Bur- nicholas cage Burton... superman yo man <laughs> i'm telling you the burton stuff looked really cool looked really cool when superman dies and comes back and he's in the no. regeneration suit the it's rainbow clear suit. <laughs> man you, you know you just saw like you got to see like the the art you know the concept art and stuff that that would have been super dope so this is kind of this is super dope as well um everything's super dope man everything's super dope there is, so, sanjay uh, <laughs> i love you but there is nothing that makes nicholas cage's superman super dope i know you're hey, rocking man. the hairstyle that he had <laughs> during that era right now which you might make you partial know, to that but you never know like who would if we went back to 2007 and i said straight up we're doing this podcast and i said carlos my man you know a knight's tale you know that hunky australian actor with the blonde hair yeah heath ledger yeah he's going to be playing the joker in the next batman film you would have said get out of town there's no he probably did i don't know like i didn't know you back then but there was a lot of uproar about that you know i well i i think a lot of that uproar was just because the like homophobia over broke back but yeah like heath he always he always had that intensity right like even we were watching Mm -hmm. 10 things i hate about you which ironically had heath ledger and joseph gordon lovett in it 
That's so, right. Yeah. yeah, the Joker and Robin in the same movie. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he 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 brought some heat in that man. He was he was a pretty intense dude. But uh, Troy, uh, I'm just saying. Just I'm just saying. Sometimes castings on paper look like poop, but, but when you but put we them got on the to screen, see Nicolas Cage in the costume, and it was horrible. <laughs> It's the it stuff looks... of fever dreams, Sanjay. So, oh man, it looks dope. You I'm, gotta see the. I am throwing stuff. down the host hammer right now, and I'm throwing to Troy because I cannot right. abide. We'll, by we'll agree Cage's to disagree. Oh, I mean, we never got to see the finished product, my friend. Like we never got to see the finished product, so we'll never know. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh man. Troy, what do you think <laughs> yes, of all the Snyder Con stuff, man? Like the Justice Con reveals of like the black suit Superman. There's word yeah. that they're going back to that Steppenwolf design from the BVS Ultimate Edition. Okay. Kind of that spikier look. Cool, um, cool. No, I'm feeling it. Yeah, I never did get to catch it, but just going off of what uh, Sonny was mentioning, I'm, I'm all in. I, I've been saying it too for a while since we've officially gotten this HBO Max uh, Snyder Cut totally in totally on board i did see the clip of soups in the black suit and i loved it i absolutely yeah, loved it um for me uh just because I'm, I'm such a comic accurate guy i could have done without the cape just to just to change it up from you know what we've gone with the red and blue and to yeah. be more um more comic accurate but apart from that man this is cool man it's how cool is it to see a justice league movie and right off the bat the marketing is superman you know unlike <laughs> <laughs> just like you know, we got there is no Superman in the marketing, so that's cool, man. I, I just can't wait to see what they're gonna do. Um, as as in regards to Ray Fisher's comments, um, I hope nothing but the best for this guy. I hope we see more mm-hmm. of his cyborg because I do remember going into this film. I think it was Zach saying that he is like like not the main character, obviously, but he was kind of like a focal point of the film. Yeah, and the heart of the film wasn't. is what they call him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, and he obviously wasn't in this one. And I think um, Ray Fisher brings a cool talent. I mean, he is a trained um, Broadway performer, I believe. Yeah, That's I think he went to Juilliard, He's, too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I, I remember coming out of Justice League and liking what they did with him. I just wanted more of it. So I can't wait to see. The armor is one thing. The armor is, is, is another debate, <laughs> but that's not on him. You know, that's I, I the, think it'll change, though. I think, like, the look of it will change just based on, like, Snyder's designs and, like, his work on the film. And I think, like, yeah. uh, when Whedon came in, I think the armor may have changed or the CGI doesn't look as good. Like, that's one thing, like, you know, when you look at Snyder's films, the CGI and, like, the, the costumes always look like 10 yeah, out of 10, that's right? True. So yeah. Yeah. This this will look like I think it'll look a lot better because you're right it did look kind of like it, it you know it's funny because it's like you you love RoboCop Carlos and it's like RoboCop looked better in like the yeah. 1980s right like the original yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. I think I think Ray Fisher like and I'm with you man Ray Fisher is awesome and yeah. I want nothing yeah. but the best and I want to see him in a ton of stuff so Definitely. yeah Definitely, I was hoping man. that his career would take off after he did uh, True Detective season three, but uh, we haven't seen him in anything. No, else, so. yeah, that's right. Because he was he was he played the the son in True Detective. There, yo, no spoilers. Story. I'm halfway through that. Are you actually? <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, yeah. Right now. we can spoil like, hey, it for you because you you ruined Harley Quinn animated series for me <laughs> and all the listeners. It's like, hey, I didn't watch these all. I just jumped to the last episode, and let me tell you about what happens. <laughs> but yeah, no, I feel you guys. Like the stuff coming out of Justice Con was cool. Like I I dug the black suit Superman. Troy, yeah. I'm with you 100. Like I do wish that he had no cape or even yeah. like a different 
suit where it's like yeah. the black and and gray but maybe do like the silver shield on the front right the gauntlets have... a little bit with the silver yeah he had right yeah 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 like kind of cross-pollinate the comic look with the henry cavill suit a bit more but yeah regardless it's cool it's yeah. obviously gonna he's putting his mark on this thing saying this yes. is different this is not what you got um it'll probably make that final shirt rip scene that we know Snyder filmed yeah. all that more powerful when you mm. see the red and blue coming through and Clark yeah. Kent's clothes there. So yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated to see where it goes. Like I said, Steppenwolf is going to be completely redesigned. So they're going back to that more um, alien kind of looking, yeah. the kind of Geiger-esque looking mm. Steppenwolf. I actually like CG, like the final, animations for his face and stuff aside like i didn't mind the look of steppenwolf in the mm-hmm. theatrical mm-hmm. movie he kind of reminded me of the new 52 look that they gave him or like the earth 2 book look for steppenwolf but uh, okay yeah it, I, i'm here for this and i guess as far as the format goes uh fandoms is when they've committed to releasing perfect um what the format's gonna be so we just gotta hang on for it's kind of like a month away I think nice or less yeah. than a month, a little less, a little less. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. So that's going to be amazing. And they said no footage that Joss Whedon shot. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> he was very that's clear cool. on that. He said his direct quote was, I think he said, I'd rather like light the whole, my original film all on fire than use one scene from the theatrical cut. <laughs> yeah. So, so he was very, very clear on that point. Uh, not no, one no frame. shots from me. No, which is interesting, man. Cause yeah. we'll see, um, we'll see commissioner Gordon and why he was hitting those weights so hard, man. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jim Gordon. Yeah. G Y M. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's about to put on the bat suit from that new 52 run. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. He was jacked. Yeah. I saw that. Put him in the bunny yeah. rabbit. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much stuff that just left unanswered and it is kind of like, well, there's like a lot of stuff that like some, some people in like the DC continuity kind of follow kind of not like from what I remember, like in Aquaman in justice league, like, doesn't he think that his mom is killed or his mom abandoned him? Yeah. He mentioned something. And then like in the Aquaman movie, he's like, my mom is killed. Like, and then he's like, what? You're alive? Like, just stuff like that where, like, mm. it'll seem, like, more, like, continuous. Continuous? Yeah, that's the word. Yeah. <laughs> continuous. Well, did he say that this series or whatever it is, it is that he's doing is strictly contained in his verse? Like, so basically, if you are to watch, like, Man of Steel, BVS, and this series, that's Snyder's vision. So I guess, like, you can't look at this series coming out and try and gap the holes between this and like Aquaman. Yeah. I guess this is basically just contained in its own. Yeah. Its own. I mean, I think you could throw Wonder Woman in there. Cause like that follows, I mean, at least the first one follows like, yeah. that timeline pretty well. Yeah. I mean, they even have like Bruce not in the film, but like he kind of like, you know, sends her the photo and whatnot. So I think you could like watch that. And I think like the plan, I mean, shit, I have no idea, but in in theory, I think the plan is like, okay, like, you could, like, branch off, and then, like, a Justice League will be, like, the focal point where you can go to, like, the theatrical cut, and then you can go this way, or you can watch the Snyder cut, and then potentially continue on that way, is my is my thinking, but, man, shit, who knows? Like, we, maybe we already we'll talked out. about the Choose Your Own Adventures. Yeah, that was the last segment, man. <laughs> that was the last segment. But either way, it'll be cool to see the yeah. Justice League again, have a version... 1.5 of the justice league movie like 
like I said from before we even knew this thing was coming out, Justice League just always deserved better. Whoever's making yeah. the movie, that group of characters deserve to have as much care and attention and love and refinement put into their film as went into that first Avengers movie. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I'm here for it, man. Like, I, I, I'm curious to see where this takes us, and I just hope that they do the league justice. So, yeah, there you go. Nice Find out more like that. in a uh, in couple weeks here. So, gentlemen, I think that's it. Yes, sir. I think it was super fun. The goddamn Falcon fumbled his way through this. <laughs> dropped my shield a few times. You did times. great, my man. <laughs> you did Thanks, great. Buddy. You did great. But uh, yeah, and you know what? It's all thanks to Troy inspiring me with that. <laughs> that Friday night DM was the seed planted for a mighty oak of a show <laughs> this week. So, oh man, well, I'm looking forward to seeing it, man. Eventually, one day, one day. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. We'll expand the cohort. Yeah, we'll expand the cohort once once those sideshow shipping notifications come yeah, out. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So just. If you like this show or if you like the 214 that preceded it, as you probably did, uh, check out what we've done uh, on the nerdroom.net, on Podbean, on iTunes, wherever you catch your podcasts. And also, if you like this type of content, all the boys in the Star Wars Commonwealth are killing it each and every week. Our boys Kyle and Rick both sent in questions for the show that we will table with Tim and probably use as an anchor because they were rock star questions, boys. So they they didn't go un, unspoken to, and we certainly appreciate the time and care that you put into them and throwing them our way. So I can't wait to chew those over with the boys. And we've got to give a shout out to our man, Rob Wade, who endorses this podcast on emotionally14.com every single week. So with that said... I'm Batman. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. And we are the Nerd Room, and we are out. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts Tim, Troy, Sanjay, and Carlos on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, Sanjabi, and CDN Caped Crusade R. For more content from the Nerd Room, check out TheNerdRoom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Take your first steps into a larger world and head over to StarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts from the Star Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Talk Star Wars, Sandcrawler Podcast, Rogue Squadron Podcast, San Diego Sabers Radio Podcast, and the Skyhoppers Podcast. Use the hashtag WeTheNerd to keep up with the latest from The Nerd Room on Instagram and Twitter.